introverted noise. Hurry up, Daddy. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back once again, keeping things rolling with yet again one of the smartest people on all of the internet, at least Vikings Twitter, our man, the most wholesome person in all of the Vikings ecosphere, Nick Olson. How you doing? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm uh, I'm enjoying the May weather. It's really nice outside, and uh, got through the draft. Vikings did great. So I'm, you know, this is like. Almost like a vacation mode for football, except uh, now I get to dive in on all these guys we drafted, which are a lot of fun. So, all doing right. good. How about let's, you? Let's do that. I'm, I'm doing great. I'm in a shoe. I'm walking around the neighborhood again. You know, power walking now that I'm out of the walking boot. Things are good. Life is great. I cannot complain. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, man. Well, uh, I had Miles and Yinka on last week to, to talk about, you know, the hot takes flying around about Justin Jefferson and... Uh, how he'll make us forget Stefan Diggs. But there was another pick that happened in the first round that had people equally, maybe more, depends on who you ask, as excited as the, uh, the Justin Jefferson pick. So I wanted you to come in today, talk to me a little bit about Jeff Gladney. Why should I be so excited about the addition of Jeff Gladney to the team? Yeah, I love Jeff Gladney. I was really hoping he was the guy they went with when they picked him. I think he has one of the highest ceilings of any cornerback in this draft. Um, But I also think he comes with very high upside as well. But I think he's some guy, he's somebody who can come in, step in day one and play at a starting caliber level, which um, most rookies kind of suck when they first start out. I think Jeff Gladney, he's a little on the older side. He's very, you know, he's got over a thousand coverage snaps at TCU and he did extremely well year after year after year there. So I think he's somebody who can step in and do really, do really well right away. But he's also got like the versatility. He's got the athleticism. He's got the size, maybe not the height, but he's got the wingspan, the arm length to be able to come in and uh, develop into something really special long-term. So I'm really excited to see him. His tape's also a lot of fun to watch. So I'm hoping to put together like a longer form article, but happy to talk a little bit about what I've been seeing from what I've been watching so far. So. Jason, think you went on mute. Let's uh, let's talk about the measurables here for this a little bit, because one of the things that I, I hear a lot when uh, when Jeff Gladney is is talked about is the fact that he's undersized, um, and, and because people keep mentioning the fact that he's undersized, a lot of the talk right now has been that he potentially be going into the nickel role, or that he and Mike Hughes may be competing for that role. Um, but you just mentioned that you know while he may be short in stature, he may be not as undersized as we think. Could you go into that a little bit deeper? Yeah, so he's 5'10". So normally when you see somebody, a cornerback playing who's 5'10", you think, okay, well, he's probably more of a nickel. Um, But Gladney played, I want to say, like over 75% of his snaps on the outside at TCU. That's a little different in college, but he was basically their outside corner for, you know, most of his time there. And I think that's where he also profiles best at the NFL level. I think he has the versatility to play him inside if you want him to. But I think – 
the the height isn't a big concern to me. Um, I, I tweeted out, I think last week, that he went up against Denzel Mims, who's six four. He's kind of a prototypical size possession receiver uh, with four what four three four speed on top of it. And Gladney kind of they had a really good battle, but Gladney had four pass breakups in one game against Denzel Mims, six four, against Colin Johnson. Another wide receiver went in the – if Mims went in the second round, I think Johnson went in the fifth round. So these are NFL-caliber receivers Gladney was going up against. Colin Johnson is 6'6", Gladney 5'10", so almost a foot shorter than him. But he had three pass breakups, including one crucial one in the red zone. So he was all over him, shut him down. Um, so he's he, – the height really doesn't worry me at all. That's not what concerns me about playing him outside. I will say – uh, if you're going to list some of his weaknesses, and there aren't many because he has a very complete, well-rounded skill set, if you want to list one of his weaknesses, he did clock in at only about 190 pounds, which is a little on the slimmer side. So I'm not so I'm not really concerned about his ability to contest catches because that's kind of here to list maybe one thing he's best at, other than his 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 foot quickness and his fluidity. It would be just how how well he is at contesting catches. He's just Every reception to him is offensive, and he hates them. He doesn't want to give up anything, and he's fantastic. I think he led the FBS in, in pass breakups over the last two years of any quarterbacks. If, he, if he's not one, he's two. So um, he's, he's really good no matter what the size of, a, of the height of the receiver he's going up against at breaking up passes. The, the, the lack of, of, of sort of body armor, I guess, shows up when he's um, in the stems of route. His arm bar doesn't really slow guys down. He gets thrown off at the top of routes or he gets pushed around. So he's he's more of like a, a gnat. He's a little pesky. He's going to stay in your business, but he's not going to dump. He's not going to be Xavier Rhodes. He's not going to be your power forward or power forward. That's not his game. That's not how he wins, but he does win in other ways. So I, I think he has the versatility to play inside, but I think he can definitely win and live on the outside same way he has and dominated at TCU for the last few years. Yeah, well, talk to me about that a little bit, because you mentioned Xavier Rhodes and him being kind of that power forward. And a lot of people, a lot of things that I've read about Jeff Gladney say that his game is very physical, that he does like to get in your face. He does like to, to get in that press man. Uh, so if you were going to compare him to a, a Vikings cornerback for us to have a frame of reference, I guess, is there someone that you could think of that he would really kind of remind you of if you think back to the Vikings or maybe just someone in the NFL that maybe you could think of that? We could think of as a player comp for someone with Jeff, Jeff Gladney's size, but also, I guess, the aggression and the way he plays the game. Yeah, if neither of these are perfect comparisons, but I don't really think there's a good comp, at least on the Viking. I mean, he's closer to Mike Hughes than he is to Xavier Rhodes, just in terms of his versatility. And his, he's, he's a very fluid mover. That's the first thing you'll see when you turn on his tape is just um, he's very electrically quick out of his back pedal, but he's also got the versatility. He can shuffle out. He's very comfortable doing both the zone turns, speed turns. He's basically, he'll stick to his receiver no matter what they give him or what the coverage call is or whether it's zone or man or some sort of match. He's basically always on top of his receiver um, in terms of who that kind of comps to. I've seen him comped and I like the comp to Jair Alexander. Um, who Vikings fans will be familiar with uh, out of the Packers, just a very sticky receiver, very pesky, gets in, gets in receiver spaces, and he, he's, he's very – he doesn't like to give anything up. I've also seen him comp to Darius Slay. I think he's a little closer to Jair Alexander because I think, um, you know, he's a little more versatile and he's a little more of like a pure man corner if you want to if you wanna just put him on one guy, have him shadow. That's kind of what he did a lot at TCU, shadow guys, shadow Denzel Mims. Um, so I, th I think that's who he can be, but he's, he's just in a little – different type of a mold he's more you know he's, he's going to be in guys business he's going to be in their faces but he's not gonna he's not gonna overwhelm them and overpower them 
Okay, I like that. I like that. I like that. So you mentioned a little bit that he maybe can get pushed around a little bit. If you were to think of any other negatives, I guess do the do the injuries like anything scare you in his profile when you are are kind of looking at a player like a Jeff Lebb? Yeah, nothing really scares me. I think there are a few things that you can say. Here are some stories why he might not live up to the hype. Um, I, I think the the lack of weight does um, come into play. I think the height. Um, I'm not too concerned about it just based on how he matched up against taller receivers, you know, Denzel Mims in the, uh, the six, four guy in the second round and, and uh, Colin Johnson um, later on in the fifth round, who was six, six. I think the height doesn't concern me so much, but there are times where he'll get boxed out, I guess. Um, or in the, in the red zone, there are guys, you know, who will uh, be able to position themselves at the catch point. Now, uh, Gladney does everything he can to get his hands on the ball, and he's got long arms. Despite his height, he's got, you know, I think 32-inch arms. You know, he's got like 66th percentile arms despite, you know, 25th percentile height, I guess. So um, he's still able to, to contest those passes, but there, there, are, there are a few things that go into his physicality. One, he's not going to be able to disrupt guys along the route stem while they're, 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 in, they're on their path. Um, that's not really how he wins. Two, at the top of routes, he can kind of, kind of get shaken off or he can kind of get pushed off. Um, he's still developing in his sort of route recognition. So he'll bite on double moves. You'll see that every once in a while. It's, it's not like a big, like, we need to fix this right away. But it is, you know, when he does give up passes, which every cornerback does, uh, one of the, the patterns you'll start to see is, you know, he does bite on the occasional double move. He can be a, a hair late. Um, breaking on the ball. Um, his movement skills, once he mentally decides, okay, I got to be there, are usually fantastic. And he has some really good plays, nonetheless, you know, breaking off from zone, you know, pass breakups where he'll pass off the receiver and then, you know, come down on a flat and break around and break open to the ball and deflect the pass. So he makes really good plays like that. You see the potential. He's also very clearly a very smart player. Um, he was sort of, he's a fun player to watch just because on film he's so vocal and physical and um he's you know he's kind of like Linval Joseph in that you know he, his emotions really show on the tape so he'll bark out orders to the other cornerbacks to the safeties he'll say no you've got him I've got this guy and so you can see him the, the mentally I think he's got he's got uh a, he's a really smart corner and it shows in his play but there are times when he's just a hair here he's just a hair late which I think you can work on um and then you, you know you can't really teach the physical skills and his ability to click and close as soon as he recognizes where he's got to go is is top shelf but there are times when he can be hair late so those are some of the negatives that that stand out but just the tools he has the you know he, his his fluid hips his his quick feet um the, the fact that you know no matter where you ask him to be or what coverage concept you're calling man zone you know cover four cover three cover two um cover zero you know he can kind of do it all and he does it at a very high level he's very sticky and no matter who he's up against, he'll find a way to break up the pass as it's coming in. So I think he's got a really exciting skill set, and there aren't a lot of things that make me think um, this guy could bust. There are a few things that make me think, well, maybe he'll, you know, if the worst comes to worst, he might just be like a merely mediocre starting caliber corner, but he's still going to be a starting caliber corner, I think, even in the, the worst case scenario. So, um, you know, barring injuries or anything, I don't really see him, I don't really see the Vikings regretting this pick. All right. So, uh, oh, and I, one last thing is he's okay. on, he's on the older side. Sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but he is on the older side. I don't really care too much about that, but you know he's going to be what twenty three, twenty four coming into this season. So compared to a lot of the other cornerbacks in this class, who were younger, he was a redshirt senior, so um, he's a little on the older side. So, and to the extent you know he was kind of a man against boys at TCU, that might inflate his production a little bit. I don't think it really hurts him as far as you know 
what is what a ceiling is and um, Timo Risk at PFF has done some interesting works on um, does how old somebody is when they come into the NFL impact you know what their projection is as far as upside quote unquote and really they haven't been able to find anything statistically significant that their wins above replacement um, it, you know is, is is directly related to how old they are coming in so that doesn't scare me out but the fact that you know he's not going to be like Daniel Hunter where he's 25 years old when you get him when he gets his second contract and he's going to be like 28 29 on the older end for a cornerback that kind of limits the upside in terms of um, how, how big of a gem this could be that we found so that's another thing but you know these are kind of nitpicky negatives as yeah. far as um, you know the, the pros and cons go all right, so on a scale of peak Xavier Rhodes to Asher Allen, uh, how, how, uh, how excited should we be about Jeff Gladney in 2020? Well, I don't think, I don't know if he has the upside of a peak Xavier Rhodes. I mean, that guy was like 2017 when he was all in Odell's head. Like, I'm not sure he's that. And that's not totally not his, his, his style of game. But if you think about someone like Jair Alexander, I could see that happening the next few years him just being just a really annoying receiver that nobody likes to go up against who nobody wants you know to be uh shadowed by that guy lining up across from because they just know he's going to be in their face all game he's going to be talking trash he's going to be um getting under their skin and he's going to be disrupting everything at the catch point no matter what the route is no matter what the coverage concept is he's going to be right there on their tail so i think that's the exciting upside there he's a physical guy he likes to get in the run game too so I, I think there's a lot to be excited there and the upside. But as far as like, will he be, you know, all pro Xavier Rhodes at his, at his peak? I mean, possibly, I don't want to count him out, but I wouldn't set that as, you know, the reasonable expectation ceiling going in. All right. Well, there it is. Uh, last question. Is Jeff Gladney starting for the Vikings in 2020? Absolutely. He yeah. might even be their number one corner. He's, he's, he's ready to go. All right. There it is. Well, Nick, as always, thank you for making time. Thanks for coming on. And uh, yeah, we'll be looking for that full that uh, that long form article on uh, on Mr. Jeff Ben. Absolutely, thanks, Thank you, sir. Have a good night.